0: You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. Lance Charger spent 25 years as a creative and marketing executive in the film television, and beauty industries, then just last year decided to use his skills and knowledge in a very different way. Now in his 50s, he's very successfully creating and marketing his own porn. Hey, Lance Charger. Thanks for being on Sexual Heroes today.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: I actually did not realize until, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, you said something about that you had just started getting into porn last year.
1: Yeah, in June of last year, actually, is when this all started for me. So,
0: Yeah, I thought you had been in a while. What prompted it?
1: I had an Instagram feed. I'm very modest, 2,000 followers. And uh, in those first few months of COVID working at home, I just started taking a lot more photos of myself, as so many people did. And my following jumped up to about 30. 1000 and I started getting some influencer contracts and was really really investing an inordinate amount of time in my feed and answering every single comment and trying to like everything and really reach out to people and uh setting up photo shoots to support the influencer work and I woke up one morning and it was gone. What? And yeah and uh you know Instagram isn't the easiest uh, company to get a hold of anybody. So I reached out to a friend who works at a big corporation and they have an Instagram rep. And so they actually asked their rep to call me and the rep basically just said, look, you violated our guidelines. And she said, and a lot, she said, one of the things I think a lot of people don't understand is that you're also held responsible for the comments people make on your content. Oh, and I was like red flag all the way down. They, and they said, our policy is once we delete a feed, it is unrecoverable. We will never recover a deleted feed. Wow. Wow. I was, <laughs> I was, I was broken up about it because I was investing like four hours a day into this, in addition to working, you know, a sixty-hour week. And some guy messaged me on Facebook and said, "Why in the hell are you giving this away for free?" He goes, "You belong in porn." He goes, "I really think you should consider it." And I was, I was like, "No, no way. I work in corporate. There's no way." Being a gay kid growing up in Southern Orange County, uh, I wasn't widely accepted. Lots of hiding under teachers' desks during lunch and not going out in the quad because I was always getting smacked around and thrown into lockers and pushed downstairs and made fun of. It It was pretty brutal. So, you know, this whole fantasy of these gay guys in porn, they were like the absolute pinnacle of success and masculinity and popularity and beauty and all these things that I was such an ugly duckling and wished I wished I could be that. That was like my fantasy escape. So, you know, there's this part of my brain that's like, are you fucking kidding? You really think I can do this? And he gave me all of the steps. He's like, I want you to start a Twitter feed, come up with a stage name. I'm sure you filmed plenty of POV content on your own. Start loading up your feed and put the kind of effort into Twitter that you have put into Instagram and just see what happens. And he checked in with me a few times and said like, how's it going? Your feed looks like it's doing fairly well. Now why don't you start an OnlyFans account? Now why don't you start a Just For Fans account? I was starting to meet a lot of people. Funnily enough, I have some very close friends who I've been friends with for many years who are in the business. And some of them, I was so oblivious Because my whole life was work. I didn't even realize some of them were in porn until they started showing up in my feed. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, And so then we got together and we started filming. And now we have like a whole different level to our friendship because we're in this industry together. And it just really, I started getting calls from studios. It was really overwhelming and so incredibly exciting and provided this level of, I hate saying that I look outside to get validation, but to be honest, it's true. I mean, I definitely do, especially coming from where I came as a kid. Um, I definitely sort of rely on other people more than I should in that respect. Um, but it really, it just really took off for me and it's been a, a total joy. You know, I spent my entire life marketing actresses and beauty products and films and TV shows. And to be able to market myself, it's, uh, I mean, I have to be honest. I'm sick of looking at myself these days, but uh, but it's really a joy.
0: What do you mean, sick of looking at yourself?
1: <laughs> it's only so much I can take of looking at myself. I have to be <laughs> honest.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we'll 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 do it for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I have to say, I'm getting surprisingly enough this role, this job, this business has helped. Alleviate a lot of my self criticism, which I I I really was nervous it was going to go the other way. Like every time I would see myself, I would pick myself apart, and you know I hate this and I hate that and not want to do it anymore. But you know you show up and you work, and whether you feel bloated or you feel like you got enough sleep or like you look perfect or not, you've you've got to show up every single day, even with Twitter. I mean, it's all about feeding that beast and, and showing you know new content and helped me give myself a break a little bit, which I've never done in my life. I'm just brutally, I'm brutal on myself about that kind of stuff.
0: Now that the beast is awake, is it something you're going to put back to bed or or is it, is it out for good?
1: No, no, no. I, 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 I I love what I'm doing. Um, I mean, I am realistic. I'm 51. I have completely busted, blown out shoulders from workout injuries. So like there's a, there's a clock, you know, there's a clock ticking with my time in this business. I also really miss my corporate life. I really do miss, I mean, not that any of us are in an office today, but I really miss those office interactions and working with big broad teams to like push a product to market, whether it's a person or a show or, or a product in a perfect world, I would really like to be able to balance both again. Um, But I did lose my job because of COVID back in September so I've been porn full-time since October 1st and uh and I'm itching to get back into corporate so I can have more of that balance. I do I do miss it more than I thought I would, that's for mm-hmm. sure. As long as people want to watch, I am totally game for continuing to produce content and um shoot with studios. I mean whatever's on the table. Um I'm I'm totally game for it because I enjoy it so much.
0: You mentioned that you're 51. Do you remember the show Golden Girls? Uh, yes. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> the, their characters, Dorothy, Rose, and, and Blanche, their characters were in their 50s. And it's hard to imagine Dorothy, Rose, or even Blanche saying goodnight to each other, you know, going back to their bedroom, turning on the cam, and breaking out the dildo, <laughs> and putting on a show. Uh but here you are and a lot of other guys in their 50s and and older d- making porn and successful at it did your age did did you toss that around in your head like oh i don't know maybe maybe it's too late or 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 had you seen enough older guys in porn to know that it was a non issue i have to be
1: honest it never crossed my mind because I'm such a goof at heart. Like I'm super playful and I love to have fun. And I just, I don't think of myself. I don't think of myself as being old. And I definitely don't think of 50 as old. I mean, I have parents who are 82 and 79. They both still work full time. My father plays golf all the time, runs his own consulting company. I mean, they are the best examples of what, how age means nothing. So I think I've just grown up in that household and I'm quite close with them. So the example that's been set for me outside of the media in my home has been age doesn't really slow you down or mean anything. And they've all, but they both always said, just always keep moving.
0: Rocco Steele. Do you know who that is?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, of course.
0: On his Twitter profile, he says he calls himself the king of all daddies. How do you feel about the term daddy?
1: I love it. I love it. I, uh, I embrace it. I love it when guys call me that in bed, in scenes. Um, I mean, I did get cast as a grandpa (laughs) in a video. Um, It was a scene I did with uh, Casey Everett for Say Uncle. And it's funny because the guys wouldn't tell me. They wouldn't send me the script. And I'm like, come on, send me the script. I want to prepare a little bit. (laughs) And I got on set and they handed me the script and they're like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm grandpa. And they both laughed. They're like, this is why we didn't send you the script. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to show up and do whatever you tell me to do. But Okay, I think I can make this work. But uh, we did have. There's a great blooper reel in that in that scene somewhere because I mean I spit wine out because I was laughing so hard during the scene. Like Casey would call me Grandpa and it would make me laugh. Like it was it was a lot of fun filming the scene. But yeah, I mean I was pops in a in a film I did for Icon. I was uh, you know daddy in a few stepdads. So it's it took a little bit of getting used to, but you know it's 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 all it's all fun
0: does that term come into play in your private life? I mean, in your private bedroom when the cameras aren't rolling. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I have guys, I mean, I I will say most of the guys I have in my bed are younger. They're the ones who are, you know, hitting me up the most. So definitely there's a daddy son role play. And I, I do really get off on that. It's a lot of fun for me.
0: Uh, You mentioned script and that Mm -hmm. just sent my head in a whole different direction. Uh so you've you've done your own content mm-hmm. and you've done collabs for mm-hmm. OnlyFans but you've also done some studio work mm-hmm. where it, you mentioned you get a script which when I hear that now it's like why are there scripts in porn but <laughs> it reminded me of a scene I did the director was Paul Baresi okay i had been sent the script and then when we showed up on the set he all the actors were gathered around and he asked us if we had memorized our lines and (laughs) clearly everybody had memorized their lines but me (laughs) he asked you know he he was kind of incensed that i hadn't taken it seriously enough to memorize Mm -hmm. my lines and you know i said well uh any other time i've been given a script it's you know, kind of last minute and they shoot it line by line. So it's not like, you know, you're putting on a play.
1: I, I actually have to say, I do love that part of, I do love that part of studio work. Um, so often, you know, it's just, here's some loose direction, start fucking. But I mean, I had a script that was over 20 pages with like multiple scenes and multiple wardrobe changes shot across two days, two sex scenes. And it's probably one of my favorite projects I've ever worked on. I mean, I spent... A week with that script. I like modeled my character after a very popular TV actor. Like I got really, really into it. There wasn't a line I didn't know when I showed up, and I had a shit ton of lines. Wow! Um, and it was filmed on a, like a horse ranch, and Ricky Greenwood directed it. and It was for Icon, and Casey Everett again was in it, and Nick Fitt. And it was just such an amazing experience. Like I just absolutely loved the memories of that of that shoot. So. And it was all about being in character and getting in the character, and that I really got into. So, but but it was also a film; it wasn't just a scene. It was great. I loved that part. And it's funny because in my collab, in my collabs, I'm always trying to. I'm not the what's my motivation guy by any means, but I'm always trying to say, okay, so what's the scene? Like, what's happening here? What are we walking into? What do we want to capture? Like, who are you? How are we meeting? And I'm trying to like create some sort of a storyline and some guys love it and go for it. And some guys just can't be bothered with it at all. And I think that just comes from my marketing background, right? Cause I'm such a storyteller. Like everything you put out is telling a story adhering to the brand about this product or what you're trying to sell. So I definitely infuse a lot of that into my, into my content creation when, when I can.
0: Mm, wow. I, I love hearing about different perspectives because I'm kind of like, if I show up, I'm just like, well, I think the story is we're going to have sex. And <laughs> I, uh, that's the story.
1: Well, I will say I did walk into this, you know, starry eyed and really, really thinking I was all about like the storytelling and the scenes and the sets and the, you know, because that's where I come from in my, mm-hmm. in my career. And I remember, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but I did this Only Fans Live. And I was sure this was going to, like, blow the lid off OnlyFans and my subscribers. And it was all about, like, submit 10... The first 10 people to submit questions will get a free month. And, I, you know, and I did, I did really heavy promotion on it. I even cross-promoted it on Just For Fans. I had three people show up, and it kept dropping between one to three, one to three. And nobody brought any questions and there was a lot of dead air and I was sitting there and some guys like messaged me and he's like, we really just want to watch you fucking jack off and stick your fucking fingers in your ass. And I was, I did it and it was great, but I was crushed. I mm. literally thought everybody wants to know who Lance charger is and this is going to be so great. I'm going to make this amazing connection and be able to tell stories and people are going to, you know, have this, you know, this whole relationship with Lance and uh, I was telling a couple of friends afterward. Because I thought it was going to be an hour. It went for like 20 minutes. Everyone's like, yeah, this is porn. This is porn. But Lance, this isn't you know storytelling and marketing and creative. You need yeah. to get over it. People just want to watch you fuck.
0: Well, and they, they want it when they want it. They don't want to schedule it, I think. Is... Ex- exactly. <laughs> I was scrolling through your Twitter feed just yesterday, again, and just – Noticing the great diversity among the people you've done scenes with, people of color, people of different sizes, uh, furry guys, smooth guys, younger guys, older Mm guys. Happily, I saw one with a little belly too, because I kind of like that. Mm That was uh, Luke North. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's a reflection of your private life or was it intentional? Intentional. Oh, and I also noticed you had a scene with a transgender man.
1: I've been really fortunate to be able to film with a lot of great people, for sure. I don't have a type in life at all. You know, there's things I love, but they're so different. Um, Sometimes I'm all about a really, really hairy hole. Sometimes I want somebody really smooth. I'm into like really olive skin and dark hair and really dark hair, bushy armpits that I can eat out for hours. Um, and sometimes I want like somebody who's blonde and somebody who's got more meat on their bones and African-American guys. And I just, I don't really have a type. It just, I'll see something that I'm attracted to in the moment and we'll connect. And, and that's kind of how my private life is. So that definitely spills over into my content creation. But no, I don't think I set out to do anything intentional. And I slept with girls quite a bit when I was you know, between 16 and 25. So that whole experience of having that come back, I think Trip Richards was the first transgender guy who I, who I filmed the scene with. And it was absolutely fantastic. So um, definitely brought back some high school memories.
0: <laughs> uh, it's so interesting when I hear other guys get, well, you're gay, right? I mean, you consider yes. yourself. Gay. Okay. Uh, talk about their experiences with women because I just, other than getting a blow job once, I've never fucked a woman. So it's uh, interesting to hear about that.
1: My experiences with women were very calculated. It was my ticket out of getting the shit kicked out of me all the time. <laughs> I mean, granted, I did love it when I was doing it. You know, I had a lot of great fun. I made a few mishaps and got a couple girls pregnant, unfortunately, which my dad promptly stepped in and handled beautifully. That was something that really helped me get through my last two years of high school. It literally changed my life in high school. Because huh. then what were people going to say, right? Wow. So it wasn't like I hated every minute of it. I definitely liked it. But I, I don't I don't know that that would have been a choice I would have made at the age of 16 unless I was in the situation I was in. So.
0: You mentioned your parents before. Do they know about this?
1: <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they're pretty savvy. So... What I've told them is that I'm doing a lot of modeling, and I told them I'm doing it for, you know, fetish wear companies, jock straps, sex toys, underwear, loungewear, whatever. I've been asked by one of them if I was doing porn, and I said no. It's funny, my parents are the most amazing, loving, accepting, forgiving, wonderful people on this planet. But for some reason, even more than coming out, I worry this would be a big issue. You know, my mom even asked me, "Can I see some of your work?" So I sent her a shoot I did for Six Six Five, just like three or what Six Six Five is a fetish shop here in LA, with me holding these giant black dildos, and she was like, "Oh, okay. I don't ever need to see that again. Thanks for showing." <laughs>
0: <laughs> my parents knew about it, and uh, it was not a big deal until my father was running for a political office and someone sent a link to my website at the time to a lot of people oh. and he ended up dropping out of his oh. race that was a big that was fun okay so I'm sorry that sounds brutal yeah did you have a role model when you got into this?
1: No, I really didn't. I really believe, you know, people call it beginner's luck, but I really believe that walking into a scenario with no expectations really allows one to, you know, succeed, is the most opportunities for success because they're sort of really going with their instincts. um, And that's how you develop, persona and that's how you connect with people right because everything's really authentic and people can smell inauthenticity a million miles away these days like the internet has turned everybody into such critics of overproduced crap it definitely changed the entire industries that i've worked in in the past um so no i tried really hard not to look and my stage name i created when i was 24 i was playing in a drinking game with a bunch of my friends when i first moved to la after college and they were like, what's your porn name? And, you know, I, I didn't know what they were talking about. And they said, it's your first boyfriend and your high school mascot. And I was like, oh, that's Lance <laughs> Charger. And that is fucking epic. And I literally hung on to it for almost 30 years. So when that guy said, you have to come up with a stage name, I was like, yep, it's right here.
0: <laughs> Perfect. That was easy. Yeah.
1: So I didn't, really, um, I didn't really look outside. I also have a tendency to, not in every instance, but in many instances, compare myself a lot to everything I see. And when I do that, I tend to always come up short. So modeling myself after other people or watching other people as examples, there's two reasons I don't do it. One, because I don't want to be, I don't want to plagiarize or copy what other people are doing for sure. And two, because it's not always a safe space for me mentally, so.
0: Your name, as you know, has come up a couple of times in, Previous podcast episodes,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you did a scene with Sir Jet, and I interviewed him in this this season. And then I did an interview with Carl Miller, also this season, and he identified you on his wish list of future scene partners. Carl is, as you probably know, uh, he's versatile, top bottom. He's also a BDSM switch. Um, primarily Dom, but he is a switch. So my question to you is, if you were planning a scene with him without any input from him and without any worries about content breaking any terms with OnlyFans, what would that scene be like? Definitely a
1: flip. And this is one that I would want to bring out lots of really explore restraints toys, Dom sub role play. I haven't really gotten into that a lot. And Carl's definitely the person who I would want to like really, really go there with and see what we create. I've been a big fan of him for a while too. We talk often, but yeah, I would definitely want to, that's, that's definitely kind of the person I would really want to explore that, that side of myself with.
0: The Dom side or the, the sub side?
1: I'm the same I'm the same way as Carla is I'm definitely I'd definitely be open to switch like I don't I don't have to be one or the other I'm I will say I feel like I'm primarily a top when it comes to to sex but I will definitely bottom when the 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 chemistry's right or I'm being paid to or that's you know what comes up in the scene but I I haven't done a lot of BDSM scenes and experience. I don't have a ton of experience with that. So I would definitely want to play both sides for sure, hmm. which I know is a dichotomy for some people, right? Cause everybody wants you to be one or the other, but in that exploration phase, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I like to be in control and I like to be on the top and I like exercising that side of my personality, but there's times where I really just want to sort of let go and see what happens.
0: I love that fluidity. I uh, wish I had that sometimes. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, um, uh, the studio work has slowed down like these first couple months of the year quite a bit for me, so it's really helped me shift my focus into um, escorting. I'm also doing uh, erotic massage now. And I'm finding that... I get so much – there's so much excitement and fulfillment out of escorting and massage, especially massage for me. I think there's so – this is going to sound crazy to some people, I'm sure, but there's so little actual touch in this industry. You know, yes, we're having sex, but there's a difference between, like, really, really, like, connecting with somebody through touch and fucking and i'm finding that that's really it's really fulfilling for me and with escorting clients i really enjoy fulfilling a fantasy or a dream or connecting with somebody and being able to like help them tap into that inner part of them that's really special and sexy in their own way you know depending on what they what they think of themselves i think A lot of that comes from the way I was treated when I was younger. So I kind of have grown up to be a caretaker. All my boyfriends, I've always pretty much financially and emotionally taken care of them. And it's been a role that I really love getting into, but it gets tiresome after a while, which is why they all end. But I think that the escorting, um, especially the escorting, really taps into that side of me. And I really love making those connections and seeing their eyes light up and just really spending some quality time with them. And with the massage, it's more about the touch experience for me. I love. I get a lot out of massaging people and touching them sensually and, and light touch. And I'm really happy to have had the opportunity to shift gears and put more of my focus there uh, these past couple months.
0: And how, do, how does somebody arrange that with you?
1: I have profiles on Rentman and Rentmasseur. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: So that's usually where I get contacted. Sometimes I'll get contacted through a DM on Twitter, asked if, if I escort or if I um, do massage, and I'll tell them you can check out my profile here and let me know what you think.
0: Thank you, Lance. It was uh, great having you on the show today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, this, was, this was
0: awesome. For information with links about a guest appearing on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes at sexualheroes.com or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow and message me on Twitter at Robert Black, XXX, and on Facebook at Real Robert Black. Thanks for listening.